So I'm glad to be back after so long. This place hasn't changed much. Yeah, I know what you mean. Wait a second. Who are you? Well, I'm your twin, Nazium. I don't have a twin. Just go oh, away. You go away. I was here first. No, I was here first. I'm the original. Well, you smell like elderberries. Don't insult my body spray. It's a limited edition signature scent. I fucking hate elderberries. Daisies are the superior fragrance. Well, you know what? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Why don't you both just relax, calm down. Don't make me separate you okay. two. I know you're both old enough to uh, separate you two. Just say the warning but, together. You'll but... be fine. Alright, but your hair is not as good as mine. Mason! And Nazium! Merge! Warning! This episode contains adult language, mature situations, big fucking ribbons, mysterious lion-headed ghosts, gender-bending, cavewomen space school gypsy queens, important people named after flowers and gems, a lifelong goal to become a rocket driver, and the classic artwork and styling of the god of manga, Hisamu Tezuka. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 188, Double, 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 Trouble, and Space. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Reviews, some podcasts and manga reviews about connecting enhanced narratives. I know, guys, it's been a while since I talked about that really, really bad zombie anime, and also you may wonder, how come there's someone who sounds oddly familiar? Some of you who haven't been here for a while are wondering, that's just another co-host, but some of you who've been listening for a long time are like, I know that voice. I miss that voice. Is it true? Is it just not a soundbite? No, we didn't have a good time. I'm here in the present. Yes, Mason has returned. And, uh, yes, it's been quite some time since you've been back to Spyrokin Studios. And have you seen the updated equipment <laughs> compared to how we used to have it? It's actually quite impressive. That mixer Much is different. pretty impressive, even though I've got to fix it. Oh, just so we're clear on this, um... We are not talking about the the crazy back in time space adventure where you 
you pulled me out of the past, brought me to the present, so I could do this review, right? No, 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 no. Of course. Hush, hush. <laughs> of course not. Of course we're not going to bring that up. You guys don't need to know that. Anyway, no <laughs> said, no said. Anyway, uh, remember, uh, well, before I forgot, I can't even, I didn't understand myself. It's your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up. And we are bring brought to you by www.spirekin.com. Ooh. Remember, it used to be podbean.com back in the day. Now we actually have a www. Yeah, this is a little freaky. <laughs> and you can check out us on Stitcher, on iTunes. We're on a bunch of other hosting websites. We have a Twitter. We have... All those other lovely things. We have a store at Amazon, Amazon.com forward slash shops forward slash Spirekin. And you know, you're making me feel like I cheated. You didn't cheat. You've just been on hiatus, and you had the better adventure, in my opinion. Oh, maybe. But even though, Even though they are plotting to take over the kingdom. That's true. There's you're... a lot of things I can go back and tell myself now. Yes. And they're wondering, who will take the throne? I tell myself, no, no. Don't go to that kingdom group. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of things that we'd all change, but it is what it is. Also, you can email me at zansparkin.com. And uh, Mason at sparkin.com. Yes, you... you yes. Mason, I'm back! Dun, dun, dun. We've been holding that... That email has been gathering dust for a long time. For a long time. But I actually just... I do check it now. Yes. So, if you want to talk to me, I am checking it. Yes. I promise. Yeah, so, anyway. Uh, so, what else is new in our lives? Well... Nothing much. It is the end of April, beginning of May. When we're recording this, uh, we have the book club stuff going on. We have uh, con stuff to get ready for, because we're going to be an anime next. We have our Indiegogo campaign, which may be starting soon to help us with the cost. We're still kind of throwing a couple ideas around, because for those of you who don't know, Indiegogo is a crowdfunding website. We need money. We get the computers dying. So it's it's... Oh, I see. More information on that will be set up soon. I mean, I know this is being released May 1st, but... If you want to check it out, just check the links on the website, www.spirekin.com. <laughs> anyway, anyway, off of that, besides the Indiegogo campaign and us being at Anime Next, we got our five panels. Besides that, I've got tickets for Otakon, guys. Wow, it's been so long since I've been to Otakon. Back in my young day, my young carefree days, I went to Otakon. I never dressed up, even though I wanted to. Well, I'm actually going to be cosplaying for the first time in a long time. For real? I'm dressing up as Ginkgo from Mushishi. Very easy, very simple, and he's kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. The fact that they re- they have a new season of that is really cool. I'm actually watching it every week. And also I'm watching Attack on Titan. Such a terrible show. And it's for kids. It looks kind of terrible, no, no offense. No, it's a good it's a it's a good show, but it's 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 like a the Walking Dead ending is gonna happen. Everyone's gonna be dead. There's no happy ending of that series. Mm-hmm. It's it's there's the clock is ticking. There's you know like if you were to pick something somebody for me to cosplay, who would you pick for me? Hmm, depends on. Well, we'll go with something that. I mean, if you want old school, you could be like the girl I saw last year dressed up as Deedlet, who looked amazing, who had the glowing ball, and and uh, Wolf would be slain. Maybe. I wanted this to be somebody. I forget who it was now. I mean, if you, if you want to be old school, you could be like both Power Rangers, but then, you know. No! No, no, no. You'd have to have them wear a thing which would keep things, you know. No! Keep things down. I never liked Power Rangers. I used to make fun of them. I mean, if. I want us to all do JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but people said that's a little bit too risque because a lot of them look very gay. <laughs> also, I said the same thing about Durarara. We could have dressed up as some of them. That would have been fun if we got the group together, but of course, you have. Um, 
Baz only wants to do superheroes. You have Ray's only wants to do Gundam stuff. Which, I mean, all of us dressed up as Gundam characters would be kind of cool. Us with the, you know, him and Char Aznable. But, again, we'll, we'll talk about this later. Okay, okay. So, anyway, if you remember from the last episode, we I spun that one. That only. manga. <laughs> and it dictated unto me that I'd be reviewing a manga, which I've actually wanted to review for a long time. And I'm very happy we finally got to review it. And we're also, and also since Mason has come back, I wanted to do something nice, so we went through the pile of stuff that was sent to us by Vertical Link. Thank you, Mr. Chavez. And uh, we found a manga which is actually a sequel to one we reviewed earlier, written by someone we've talked about extensively, and we may have to go over to remind you who this guy is. But we'll do that maybe later. Um, so now the question is, do you want to go first, or should I go first? You want time to cool off and get ready, or you want to just jump right in? Um, I'll jump right in. Okay. Let me go first. Let me go first. Okay, so beforehand, we, before we get any further, this manga, as we said, was written by someone who was a little important, just a little bit. I mean, we talked about him in several episodes, and he's, you know, he's why manga cub or anime workers work so hard and work fifty-hour weeks, no, no fifty-hour days oh, and nine-day weeks. Standard, huh? Well, either he's a robot or a machine. We don't know. <laughs> I think he's secretly a robot. Well, it's out. Well, the. He wasn't. He was a great man. He's arguably the god of manga. Talking about that one, that only. Osamu Tezuka. Yep, the creator of Astro Boy, of Blackjack, of Princess Sapphire, of Ayako. Yeah, he's got created them all. He copied Disney's style, and he's the one who's responsible for the big eyes, small mouth, and he's a really, really cool guy. We've reviewed him uh, several times. We've reviewed him, like I said, the Astro Boy episode, Ayako, the Princess Knight episode, Blackjack episode. We did review him on, um, uh, I think we did, um, no, we haven't done Book of Human Insects yet. Uh, we have his first manga over there, The Lost World, and he's done, well, he's done too much shit, and we're never going to get it done. There's over 900 mangas, because he had, like, literally no life. They said he went to a hotel for a convention, he'd talk for 10 minutes and go up to his hotel room and work on cells. <laughs> he liked his job. Well, it's a... That's a goal for a lot of people. A lot of people want a job they like. <coughs> this guy was living the dream. Yeah, but now every mom code's like, okay, my deadline. I have two weeks left. I have to work 100 hours this week. <laughs> but, um, so... You know that reminds me of the, a Disney... They were making fun of Disney. With mm -hmm. the mice whipping them. Like all the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> work harder! Work harder! You're our slaves! <laughs> Okay. So this manga, besides being written by um, Osama Tezuka, uh, so. So, okay. It's The Twin Knights, written by Osama Tezuka, published by Kodansha, English publisher, oh, Vertical A. Yep, by our friend Ed again, and how Kodansha, how he got this. He's fucking awesome. This is classified as shoujo. The original run was the Meg. The original run is January 1958 to June 1958. Long time ago now. Only one volume. And it's actually the sequel of, as I hinted kind of earlier, the sequel of Princess Night. Which, okay, we... which looks much better, actually. <laughs> but that's because that one was made later on. And um, uh, so, should we remind them what happened with Princess Night, that whole thing? Or? Yeah. So. 
just to let you remember, Princess Night is a story of Princess Sapphire, a, a princess who was born with, because of an angel's mistake, having heart of a boy and a heart of a girl. Kind of hard to figure out, but just go with it. And she had lots of adventures as the masked knight. And she ends up with the, the prince at the, at the end of the series, even though it's really depressing and sad. And Twink, her, Tink, her angel friend, dies. But he comes back as an angel because he's already dead. So, and lots of hilarity ensues. Very weird and dark and funny series. Yeah, it is. There's a lot of conflict elements in this series. It's kind of off-putting in a way. Strangely intriguing. <laughs> okay, so what's happened? What's been happening with Sapphire since she married Prince Franz? All right, so Sapphire Franz Mary, she has twins—a boy and a girl. How perfect is that? I mean, things can't be more perfect than perfect. She is queen, he is king. They're in love. They have twins. The whole kingdom is so excited. And then they start arguing about who's going to inherit the throne. That is kind of tough because isn't it the prince should inherit the throne? Well, no, it's 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 a mix. It's, it's she made it to a, a matriarchy, so she the daughter could have inherited. Right. So an argument ensues between two different factions. No, it's Princess Violetta. No, Prince Daisy. Flower names. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold. On. His name is Daisy. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of balked a little bit at that too. I was Maybe thinking. he should have. Been I, I thought it was reversed. <coughs> oh well. Well, okay. Yeah, no, Prince Daisy, no, Princess Violetta. So arguments ensue, fight, 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 fight. So down from the heavens comes Tink to d make the deciding call. Mm -hmm. So all he does is spin his uh, bow and. Whatever side it lands on, one is for the prince, one is for the princess. So, he does the spin, lands on prince, it, everything's decided, prince is going to inherit, yay! No, except, except the faction that wants the princess to inherit doesn't agree. The Duke and Duchess Dahlia. Now, it's interesting that they give him the name Dahlia. Mm -hmm. Being as it's kind of known to be a death flower, especially, yeah. you know, with the Dahlia murders and everything else. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we easily think of Black Dahlia. Yep. So, hmm, and, oh, they all dress in black. The Dahlias, they're in black. Hey, they're mm -hmm. a step up from the original villains, Prince Plastic. Are you kidding? Yeah, the original villains. Name. Prince Plastic? Well, what, it was Duke... It was his, his son's the idiot's his idiot son was named Plastic. He was Duke Sir Nylon in Duke Duraluminum. Oh, so we were going with originally he was going with like gems and and, and metals. Yes, yeah, so and now he's and now he <laughs> now with this one is all flowers. So um, the Duchess Dahlia, of course, you know the female, I guess, has to be the antagonist, the main antagonist decides that she's going to arrange for the prince to be kidnapped, they're going to leave him in the forest, and uh, they will be directly responsible that way, and the princess will inherit. Mm. So, this is accomplished. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> and they, the knights leave him in the forest, even though they're crying and they don't want to, and then the duchess has them... <laughs> hey, cover, cover all your bases, make sure no one else knows. Yep, exactly. So they're running around like crazy, they can't find the prince, can't find the prince, and then 
dad is like, oh, Sapphire, I'm so sorry to have to do this, but you know, maybe we should just dress the princess like the prince to keep the people happy. I mean, they're, they're so nervous. <laughs> yes, and so, I think that'd be traumatic to her because that's what she had to do. She had to pretend to be a boy for 13, for 15 years. Exactly, so tear trickles down. Okay, honey. So it pretty much happens, and since they don't find the prince, they find no sign of him. That's what they decide to do. So, what they re what they do, they decide that every other day she's the prince, and every other day she's the princess. So she has to play both parts. That's more tough than what her mom had. Her mom just said, "I have to be a boy." This is one, two, one, two, one. Right. She so she has to do. <coughs> mm, so being left alone in the woods is her brother dead? <laughs> No, the the baby is found by a deer named Pappy. <laughs> really gets me. Nineteen nineteen fifties. Nineteen fifties. Yeah, that's that's what you have to keep saying when you read this. Um, Pappy finds the baby and wants to take care of the boy so badly. She asks the goddess to grant her human form. Well, actually, first she asks her to grant her just hands, and then she asks, ends up asking for the whole shebang and. The goddess times thinks that she's greedy, so she says she's only going to be in this form at night, and during the day she'll be a deer. Okay. So, um, I don't know how that would work in real life. <laughs> I don't think it would work at all. Mm, it's... I mean, think about the diaper rash. Yeah. She's sitting all day. It's... <laughs> I'm really showing my true colors. No, it's... it's no, I, I see it exactly. It wouldn't work, because during the day you'd be... Yeah. I've, well... Anyways, so that's what happens to him. Mm -hmm. So he grows up becoming a hunter, never knowing that his quote-unquote sister is actually a deer during the day because she always finds things for him to do. And then Princess, eventually um, Dahlia gets more ambitious, mm -hmm. decides to trap the king and queen and slowly poison them so then tell everyone that they're sick. So it ends up that Violetta escapes. She goes to live with gypsies. Oh, and then from there it's uh, hilarity ensues. They end up trying to get... Uh, she has to get the throne back while her parents are in prison. This is oddly very familiar to the original series where her mom gets is being held prisoner by the evil duke and he has to... I, the king and queen first is... Oh, and before Violeta escapes, her mother is teaching her sword play. Yeah. And that's what makes Dahlia speed up her plan, decides to start poisoning the queen as well. And then Violetta continues to practice, they're like, oh, we're going to get her next. Yeah. So it, this is kind of funny because you're seeing all this and the, the best description I have for the animation is, it reminds me of Popeye. <laughs> all the characters, the way everything is drawn for the most part reminds me of Popeye. It's old school. It's old school. But it's a classic, so I have kept that in mind when I give my rating. Yeah, it's... So, well, so besides the art style being old school, what do you think about besides that? Was there any specific art character that you liked the design of or you hated the design of? <laughs> so, Violetta meets a, the Gypsy Queen, Queen of the Gypsies, Emerald. Mm -hmm. Still following the gem theme there. And she kind of falls for Violetta... And then later on gets pissed off and she finds out she's a girl. a girl because she was like, oh, you're just doing this for laughs. Who in the right mind would just do that for kicks? Well, 
If you say me, no, I'm not. Have a problem. No, I could just <laughs> picture it just being crazy. <laughs> yeah, but um, Emerald's design in particular really bothers me because she reminds me of of a cave woman, but she's a gypsy and she has a really retarded bow in her head and has a little twist and yeah. a little tie at the top, and yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, and uh, is there anyone who you like their design a lot? There's nobody's design I particularly care for. Not really. I mean, I the part that the part of the plot I liked are the the rose princes. Yeah. Did you actually read this? Yeah. Okay. So. Well, for them, they've been read. Prince White and Prince Black. Yeah. The spirits of the white and black rose. Yeah. That part was pretty cool. Um, the white rose prince is in love with Violet. Or her with him. He gives her a golden rose, which is actually his soul. So to help her on her journey, and, and he's eventually granted the ability to be human because of his sacrifice, because he took a risk. And Prince Black is uh, obliterated. Yay! Yay! Poisonous roses coming at you. Actually, I mean, that could be turned into something weird and crazy. I'm actually surprised upon seeing some of that um, that Blackjack stuff, that he didn't take the vine... Further, <laughs> like he, in a hentai direction. He wasn't into. He was old school. He wasn't into that too much. He wasn't into <gasps> hentai really. He draw like he would draw things that were adult. Like in, when we did move, that's a really adult. That was a guy who had sex with another guy who murders someone who's. But he cross dressing and murder, and there's Ayako. I don't even want to get started on because that would be here for twenty minutes. But he, you know, this was more innocent almost. This is all because. It is. It sounds like it is. If it's like the original, it's a fairy tale. It's a fairy tale. A weird so fairy I, tale. You know, it's it's just so hard to categorize because when I first started reading it, I thought this is something children could read or appreciate. But really, as you get into it, it's really not. There's a lot of dark subject matter. A lot of dark things happen. People die. Hmm. Um, I mean, king and queen poisoned. Well, I he mean, doesn't shy away from dead. death. <laughs> Doesn't um, Daisy kill his uh, mentor, Poppy? No. No, Daisy doesn't kill Poppy. Uh, he almost kills her, and she risks his life for him. And because of that, she ends up getting killed. Ah. Somebody hunts her. Yeah. Somebody, uh, Prince Black, actually. Yeah. It's Prince Black who does it, not, not Daisy. Yeah. Daisy ends up being um, hmm. the fill-in for Violetta. Who's yeah. really playing the prince most days, anyways? So it gets it kind of does a, a freaky Friday thing where where the prince actually now is dressing up as a princess. Yet the prince is really the prince. But no, no, he he doesn't have to dress up as a princess. <coughs> he doesn't have to cross dress. Only her. I guess it's okay for girls, but not for guys. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, still, the, the, she sounds a little more menacing than well, no, Dur Dermalumian killed the king straight up. He poisoned the king with a knife. So oh, actually. Was there another volume plan for this? Uh, he, there was originally going to be a third part, but he instead he just redid Princess Knight in the seventies version, which we reviewed. Okay. If you watch the animated series of Kimeno Ribbon, it's all both series are together. It's one continuous story. Right, because the Duchess gets away. Yeah, she gets. She gets. The husband gets canned. He's dumb. <laughs> 
to catch him. Yeah, well, the villains, you want to have a villain to come to be exiled, and then maybe they may come back, or maybe, or maybe revenge will happen. We don't know. So, overall, out of our five for ring, what would you give Princess Knight? Okay, so I'm gonna make this difficult. Oh. Of course, because of it's course. my first one back. Um, for if I was just picking up this manga and not knowing anything about it, I would give it a th- get from your crazy Muriel. Okay, but forgettable. What? Um, but in light of the fact that it's a classic and when it was written. If you're a serious manga reader, you should give it a try. Okay. It, it's definitely a must-read in terms of, you know, when it was written and the times. And, I mean, for me, um, art is a really strong factor. If I don't like the art, then it's really hard for me to get past that. That's the way I am with comics. That's the way I am with manga. Okay. So it, that weighs in heavily since I don't really care So do you want to just keep it at that compared to the original or the re-release of the original? Comparatively, the you go with the uh, the uh, gift from your crazy mirror. Well, I, I mean, don't take this one into account. I mean, if you want to give a gift, go for a gift. It's up to you. Whatever you want to do. No, again, if if you're a casual manga reader, take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. If you're somebody who's very serious about your manga, I would give it a four, and you should definitely give it a try. Okay, so borrow from a friend and don't return unless offered Pocky or. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I I take that into account. Classics is hard, because uh, when it was written, I mean, 1958, yeah. you you can't compare that to something of today without waiting it, I think. Not some not mm. something from somebody like this. I will say Vertical's release was nice, though. It's a really nice design. I mean, the cover design, not so much, but the design, the weight, the, the paper, the size, I think they did a good job with the release. Yeah, we notice Pappy on the side here. Yeah, it has a little, it has the Osama Tezuka written. Yeah, I think it's, it looks good. And I just don't like that they have to hold just that one picture. They could have done something else with that, I think, you know, the cover. But still, it's a nice, it looks like a nice, it's a nice release. Because we do actually have it. Ooh, soft uh, so since we've gone with that type of twin, let's go on something a little more metaphysical, shall we? A little more intriguing. We're, we're modern, or beyond modern. This takes place in the far distant year of 2025. Oh, man. Uh, uh, speaking of which, I just watched a movie where it was the far distant year of 2013. I was like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> did you feel old, or did you just feel like I you felt, shouldn't be watching it? I felt sad because none of that came true. I still have hopes for, for shoeless laces, but... Oh my god, I just thought of something. Back to the Future, 2015. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Sugar. No, you can say it. I'm used to not being able to say it. Well, you can, because this is a podcast, and we have been able to talk profanities. Shit! I, I still think we should have gotten coffee. Our coffee, our little coffee. Oh, that's right. In the morning. Well, it's happy in the morning. It's night. It's so not in the morning. Well, maybe yeah. next time. So booze instead, seriously. Well, booze next time, if you didn't have to drive. Next time you had more time, okay? I know. Okay, Um. so the next manga... <coughs> let's get into this. The next manga we're talking about is a manga that's written by Ku Yaginuma. And this manga is really important because this actually won, in 2010, Best Graphic Novel 
nominated by teachers in all media. Really? Yes. Is this only in Japan, though? No, this was the States. Whoa. When it was released in 2010, they said, yeah, this is amazing that all that people should read this in schools. Really? Yes. Unfortunately, it didn't do that great because it was published by our friends at Vertical Inc. Thank you, Ed. And this is a really good series. It was critically acclaimed, yet it did not do so well. So you can get it, but they don't sell it at, you know, you have to look for it on eBay or you have to go to their catalog to get the digital. Unfortunately, I'd say buy it. Go, if you have a chance, buy this. You can guess what I'm going to give this. I really am, because it's a very, it's very different for me. But it's a, it's a sentence series. It's also a sci-fi drama with a little bit of supernatural in it, just a little touch of it. Uh, this came out 2001 to 2009, was released over here in 2010. There's 16 volumes, and the title of this is Futatsu no Suprika, or as we know it over here in Twin Spica. And this is takes place in the far distant future. In 2025, it's in Tokyo, and there's a young girl named Asumi Kamogawa. And she is a girl who, she's about 13 years old. And a couple years back, when she was a little girl, there was an accident in her town. They were launching a rocket called the Lion. It was the first Japanese rocket that's going to go into space. Her father was one of the developers. Everything was going well. The ship goes up. It pulls a Challenger. It explodes. <laughs> Debris everywhere. People are injured. Her father is is blamed. A lot of other people are blamed. A lot of problems happening. Oh wait, can I guess something from what? the cover? Is this like Smallville, where she just where she gains mysterious powers? No, no. This is very different. So because of the accident, her mother gets injured. So her mother, she never sees. She knows her mother as like a mummy lady. Never sees her. She eventually dies. And what happens is that Ayami has a dream that she wants to be a rocket driver. A rocket driver? Oh, you mean... She wants to be a pilot. pilot. She wants to be a pilot, but she says rocket driver. And her best friend is this <laughs> person she calls Mr. Lion that only she can see. And he teaches her about space. Like, he tells her about all the training things about this, and it's hinted that he's actually someone who was one of the original pilots for the Lion. Oh, okay. I was going to say, is this like, um, like the time traveler people in Enterprise? No. Like, she sees a guy with a lion, uh, like a stuffed lion head, and that's her best friend. Creepy. That's like drunk seeing pink elephants. But the thing is, she's a little girl, and it's like she's crying because her mom died, and you know, and she sees this person says, "Why are you crying?" and tries teaching her about space, including one of the things is that his favorite star becomes her favorite star is a star that's really bright. And uh, point two ninety. Uh, wait, what is the, the number? The number is three at a star point zero three fifty, which is twin spica. It's actually two two suns in orbit of each other. Really? So is it a real star? Yeah, oh. it's all real. It's and the thing is that Ayami wants wants to become someone in the astronaut field, and she grows up. And she's thirteen, and she applies to go to the the this school, which is designed to make astronauts. It's a new school. It's the National Japanese Ace Aeronautical, and she applies to it. But she's worried because her father, you know, he doesn't do. He used to go to work as a suit guy, and now he's dressed up as. You know, he's a construction worker, and she thinks he's upset about it, but then things happen. Her father finds out that she applied, because she passed the first exam, and he works overtime and gets her the money and says, look, it doesn't matter what I want. The thing is that I don't want you to sacrifice your dreams for me. I know I'm alone, but you, I'll be fine. And so she ends up going to school, going to the school and training to become an astronaut. And when she goes there, there's another kid there who followed her from her school. 
and there's hints that this kid, this boy who kind of followed her when they were younger, he saved her life, but it seems like he's into her. But he makes, she's like, oh, she's just a weird girl who talks to the imaginary lion man, and, you know, she's the one who had the mummy for her mom, but he, he cares about her. Okay. Uh, Shinosuke Fuchuya. He's the one that is following her to become an astronaut also, and he goes to the school, and he's doing well as well. Because, like, the first test they have after they do the written exam is they have to spend seven days in an enclosed environment. So, sorry to backtrack, but so he's like a, a boyfriend of me. Kind of. Sort like, of he me. wants to be, but she doesn't realize it. He's into her, and she's just too, and her head's in the clouds. Hmm. She's also really short, which comes to contention later. Because they say, oh, it's going to be expensive to make one for an extra small for a person. You know, so why don't we, we wash her out? Because only 13 are going to become astronauts. And the one person who wants to get rid of her is a former rival of her father who blames her father for the situation of why he lost his job. Huh, okay. And this whole series is about Ayami and her journey to become an astronaut. It's huh. very realistic and it's interesting because you have all these other characters. One girl, it's possibly that she's a clone. We don't know because it's hard sci-fi. It's realistic. So, uh, where's the hint of Supernatural you're talking about? Mr. Lion. Oh, that's the hint of Supernatural. Because he knows things that no one else would know. Like, the fact is that her teacher was going to get married, and she says, well, um, you know, Mr. Lion says, don't be sad, uh, Yuko. You know, and he tells her, check the line, um, Yuko, that's what Mr. Lion says. And she opens up the, the line, and there was an engagement ring from from her first love who died in the accident. So this is a... He's a ghost of someone who was on the, the pilot. And the best scene, the scene which made this manga from in the first volume, is that um, when she first sees her, when she's a little girl, they ask her, it's, it goes flashback, it's like an extra point, to draw your mother in her school. Uh-huh. Actually, in 2015. Of course, it's 2015. It's in the future. And they ask her, draw, draw your mother, and they make fun of her when she draws her mother. Because her mother is, hold on. Here's a picture of her mother. Huh. She doesn't know. The picture is looks like a mummy. And they say, your mom's a mummy, you're a mummy girl, mummy girl. And it's like, no, her mom, she sees every day in a coma in a life support system. Completely burned. And what happens is right when, she, about 30 days after she passes away, and she falls in the river, and um, she's drawing a sketch in a sketchbook. But this is when uh, Shunosuke saves her. She falls in and she wakes up, and she's in the afterlife. And saying, oh, you're just, you're, you're hearing out about the experience. She meets a young boy, a guy who's working on a rocket, who, his body was destroyed, so he can't go back to his body. You can guess who this is. It's Mr. Lion. But it's not, he doesn't have the lion mask, but he tells her, look, you're not dead yet, but here's the deal. You're going to walk straight. You don't tell anyone your name. If you tell anyone your name, you're acknowledging you're dead. You walk to the river Senin, and then walk against the current. So you're going to go away from it, and then you'll go back to your body. And as she's walking, little Sami meets a woman in a cloak. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, yes, oh, you sound like my, you know, I have a daughter your age. And she can't tell this girl, this lady, who's the spirit of her mother, that that's her. And, you know, she has her stop and draws a picture of her. And it's, um, you know, she takes her to the boat. You know, there's a boat to get to the other side, because the other side is obviously the afterlife. And you see her, you know, get in the boat, and the boat starts moving without her. Yami jumps down. She gives her her drawing. And I know you guys can't see what I'm showing, but it's it just to get the, it convey the message of, it's bittersweet. It's sweet because she finally sees her mother, but it's 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 sad. And it's it's an interesting. And then at the end, you have Ku Yaga Numa, the creator, actually writing little stories about the fact that when he was a kid, he would work, and then he'd see a little girl with a lion, 
with a lion man. So I don't know if this is true or not, but maybe this is the inspiration. He actually saw a girl who was talking to an invisible lion man. I don't know. Speaking as, you know, a former art history student, yes. um, that picture you showed me conveys a lot of emotion. The drawings are actually very good. Oh, yeah, no, the art style is amazing. It's great. But it conveys a lot. You don't always find that. Oh, yeah, no, it does. It conveys a lot. Are we being too serious? No, no, I think this works for this one, no. especially because it is one of those ones that's serious. Cause it's a lot of, it's a downer series. I mean, it does go up slowly, but it opens up like, you know, her mother's dead and her father's working his ass off, and she's slowly getting better. I mean, you see some of the tragedy with some of the characters, like one girl, her father, it's rumors that she's actually a clone, because like, they're like, you're, you're like the other one, and it's not, because she would have, long story, it's, but you have good things happening, and you're rooting for Asumi as she works to become a rocket pop driver. So why do you think it didn't do so well? Because it's too high end and there's no violence. It's realistic. It's compl it's hard sci-fi. So it's not the right market for people who read here. Um, like I said, people who've read it, everyone I've ever recommended it to, they love it. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's it's a great story. It's just that it's like it's real. They most people want manga. They want to see about giant monsters eating other people. They want to see about Goku spending five chapters charging up the spirit bomb so he could throw it at Vegeta. They're looking for um, school ranting about ice cream while Bell Dandy is being super nice and Erd is trying to make a sex potion for Bell Dandy and Keiichi. It's a. It has no boobs. Well, you saw how she's, well, she is. She's little. <laughs> she's tiny. She's not going to have boobs. It does follow her over over seven years, though. Warning, warning. This manga has no boobs. No, this has no boobs. It, <laughs> it does get better, and like I said, things you learn a lot of interesting information, like the fact that you learn that the harmonica was the first musical instrument that went out into space. You learn about different stars. You learn about images from space, even though some of it is fictionalized. Like you know, in twenty seventeen, hasn't happened yet, but right. it's still a really good read. I really recommend this. You can find you can find this in most conventions in the in the dealer's room. Unfortunately, there's only been one convention I found the entire series in one set. You could get it all, and that was at Anime Boston, because they had everything at this one booth. Like, all the ones that you can't find, they had it all there. So was it Buku Bucks? Uh, they're selling it for market regular market price. So, yeah, so you're spending seven, what is it, it's, uh, I think $13? No, uh, $11 a piece. God, they said for every, for every 10, you could, for every 10 manga, you could get 5% off. I'm like, that is bullshit. That's, you, you say, give me, give me five bucks off. It is. So it's, you just gotta find it. The hardest volumes to get are five, seven, and nine. But you can find it all if you look, and it is worth it. As you can guess, I'm giving this really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't read this now, your brain will freeze your eyes, hoping soul before the great soul will do stuff. It is that good. It is that awesome. I really recommend it, and it's one of the ones which just, it puts a smile on my face, and the anime is good, even though it ends in a really bad spot. It ends not even a third of the way, and it ends up to volume four. In a cliffhanger, and you're like, come on, can we know more? Are we going to know if she's going to make it or not? It gives you happy. You want it? Well, I'm not going to spoil it, but check it out. I guarantee you'll you'll appreciate it. Um. So with that in mind, uh, before I forget, remember you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, iTunes. Uh, the Indiegogo campaign will be up on Indiegogo. We will put notes in the show notes. We're going to be at Anime Next on the 5th through the 8th of June, having lots of fun. What is Anime Next? No. Where? That is at Somerset, New Jersey. Oh, really? Somerset, New Jersey. It's our home con, and best of all, before I forget, 
Besides the fact that we're going to do a little meetup on Thursday before the con, Daryl Surratt and Gerald Rathgold of Anime World Order are going to be there. So this is pretty fucking badass. Hopefully we can get them to maybe do a little mix-up with us. We'll see. Also, you can email me at zanspirekin.com. Mason at mason.spirekin.com. Like I said, I promise. I check it. See, new in, new back, and we're, and we're all very happy. Yay, we're all happy. I'm doing my Miss America wave. And now we should get to that part all the fans love and all the fans adore and they're amazing. And what are we talking about? We're talking about that one. The Wheel of Manga! Yay! Yes, finally, someone who does the Wheel of Manga right. Because most people just say, Wheel of Manga. No, you got, you know, you got to enunciate that. <laughs> Draw it out. It deserves the drama. It does. The anticipation. And, and, the even though it, and even though it's not Scully, it has the life of Scully in it. And elbow sex. Elbow sex. Right. No. Wrong, wrong, it, wrong series. That's for the movie review. <laughs> which you will actually be on soon because she's going to be doing movie reviews and maybe the book review, game review. I don't know though because there's too many games and that's more raises. That's Well, he's been behind schedule. I have to talk to him about that. He's trying to get a car, so he's working hard. I'm trying to get a life, and I'm trying to get a life. I'm back on reviews. Hey, it gets you. It's a good way to do it. It's a good way to relax. But, so, if you guys have not joined us, how does the Wheel of Manga work, face on? <laughs> oh, so, Wheel of Manga, basically, we have numbers 1 through 10. Each number is associated with a manga that we have on the table, a possibility for us to read, check out, review. And uh, we spin the wheel. Whatever we get, we get. We don't fake it. What we get, we get. I mean, I got some really awful one that... But you also I, got I, hentai common. I did. That was the best one. That was a really big surprise. That was my best episode ever. We had fun with that one. But I mean, I actually... I was seriously crying to Zahn about... There was one in particular. I was like, please don't make me do it. Please don't make me do it. Wasn't so, it Sergeant Frog you were crying about? And you were like, this is, a, this is hilarious. It's actually a really good manga, yeah. <coughs> so we don't pull any punches. It's all real. We yes, don't. if you remember the Life is Dead episode, Life is Dead manga, you don't pull any punches. Yeah. That was so bad. I mean, it wasn't Bombo's bad or it wasn't as bad as worst. I was surprised. Worst. Oh, that's right. That's right, Bombo's. Uh, Holy crap. But so we have some good titles on here. We have one which is actually a light novel and a manga. We have one which is Azumanga Dio style. We got one which is another vertical link title. And then because Timbo has taken so long, we took we we actually took him off of it because we should have had it two years ago, the review, so we put it back on the list. We're talking about another installment of our introduction into Hiroki Araki's insane and bizarre series. So we're going back to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. If it lands on it. Okay. So, spin to see what we're going to review. So, since it's been a while, you spin. I get to spin. Are you going to hold it? Yeah. There's really, there's really no cheating this system. No, it's just it, it, it doesn't sound good otherwise. Okay. So, Wheel of Manga, turn, turn, turn. Tell us the manga that we must learn about. Ooh. So, which one, two, three, four, five. Is it the one I picked? You're reading one which has an anime adaptation which has, uh, it's rotoscoped. And it's really good and creepy at the same time. And what are we talking about? We're talking about Kibano Aku or Flowers of Evil. This is a messed up manga. Uh oh. Cool. Gimme. Look, look at the art style. Alright, not bad. I should read the first one before I give it to you. No! I like it. Oh yeah, but. Yeah. 
You're gonna see me. I'll give it back to you. I know. Actually, the thing is, should you get Someday. the second volume too? That's the question, though, because little hands should not read this. That's the problem. Well, that's not a big deal. I keep it where. Yeah. I, I keep it where they can't get it. Yeah, you should go to the second one. The third one I haven't read yet, so I'm keeping that one. Don't worry about it. I won't. So first. And so back, we reviewed two classics. And, of course, we're back to Vertical Ink, and no, we did not rig this. Vertical Ink, it literally just happened. The wheels spun to it. Do not blame us. Well, for a second, I thought I was getting um, that other one. Oh, that one? No, this is an intro. Oh, uh, oh, yes. Okay. That's so. a, it's, it's, a good, it's a good series. It's very dark, though, as with Vertical Ink, because Ed is very sick. Thank goodness you didn't get Mandala and uh, Velveteen. We still haven't reviewed that, but that was gross. When you see a character going, having... Elbow sex? <laughs> no, where she gets... She's a zombie and doesn't realize it. Oh. And then she gets shot in the head and saying, I am crab, watch you, I am crab... I'm fine. I'm fine. So let me, anyway, let me spin and see what I'm going to review in the next episode. Alright. Right. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> it happens. So in the next episode, I'm reading a reinterpretation of Alice in Wonderland again. And as unlike the one Pandora Hearts, where it was the main character was named after the Mad Hatter, this is Cyber Alice and Inabi Kun. Do I know what it's about? Apparently, it's CG Cyberland. So this is this is one that um, I put <coughs> on the wheel, and he was like, "Really, you would have put that on there?" Hey, it happens. It could be worse. We could have gotten Usotsuki, which I, that that was terrible. It was about boobs. Oh. Or it could have been or it could have been sickness unto death, which is about Well, you know, if it were about boobs, it would have balanced out the no boobs. True, it would have. I mean, but we've gone be I think we have our boob quota with Sekirei and with Iken. We've gone beyond boobs. We're still trying to get rid of that boob capital. Oh man. Boobs Speaking of which I really would like to read more of Hentai Thomas to see what happens. It's all on. Oh. And the sequel series, which takes place kind of in the middle of the of the series. Because he kind of disappears for like six for like six years, it takes place in the six years. In search of panties. Mm, no, it's what's her name leaves, and then someone he's not able to because she's gone, and then someone has panties that are just good enough for him. But before you go, I must show you that one thing that I must show you hentai common junior. Oh. <laughs> and they're and they're they're hentai common merge. Oh no! It's not what you think. It's funny though. It's funny because he he poops on a on a on a bad guy. Oh, hentai common junior, <laughs> he's a baby. But I guess that's it for this episode. So as usual, I'm Zan, and I'm Mason. We're Gonsville. We'll catch you next time. I'll uh, see you later, and uh, that's it. Peace.
Yeah. 